I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with Your Card Out. This episode is going to be a little bit informal, I suppose. I kind of was originally planning on doing a soundtrack that meant a lot to me, um, but I really couldn't quite bring myself to do it. When I released this, it'll be about a year ago that my grandma died. Um, If you're familiar with this, I apologize, I'm going to go over this one more time. Um, My grandma was incredibly important to me, you know, still is actually, I mean, I'm doing a damn podcast kind of dedicated to her. she was not only the one who purchased most of my video games when I was a kid, but she always showed an interest in them. Whether that was genuine or her just being kind, I'll never actually know for sure, but odds are she was just indulging her grandson in something he loved, but she never lied on if that was the case, so... She also bought me my first two soundtracks, which was sort of the starting point for this podcast in a way, I suppose. I'm fairly certain it wasn't at the same time, but she bought the Secret of Mana soundtrack and the Final Fantasy 3-6 Kefka's Domain soundtrack for me. The Secret of Mana soundtrack was likely my first. I remember begging her for it. One day, um, regularly like we would go to to her house on the weekends. Uh, Our NES and then later our Super Nintendo was over at her house as a way to sort of, I guess keep us going over there even though we enjoyed going over there but she felt like that was the only way to keep us going over there as we got a little older but whatever um anyway i remember going to her house one weekend she sat down in her rocking chair and asked me to put a cd in her cd player for me she had just got a new one wanted to listen to it i most likely was being a little shithead about it and huffed because i was you know wanting to go play the super nintendo or go play outside at the park something you know was probably being a little shit anyway Um, I got up from whatever I was doing, walked over, and sitting there on her little TV, or her little uh, table where her CD player was, was the Secret of Mana soundtrack. I I can't really explain how much I lost my shit when I saw it sitting there. Uh, You know, I thanked her, probably nearly strangled her with a hug at the time, and she told me to put it on so we could listen to it together. Uh, that That was my grandma in a nutshell. I doubt she really wanted to sit down and listen to a video game soundtrack for over an hour, but she did just that because she knew it was important to me and how much I loved it, and it just, that was kind of the, you know, I know I just said this, and a lot of this is going to maybe me stammering a little bit more than I normally do, so if uh, you're familiar with the E7 episode I did, where I sort of talked a little bit more off the cuff and from the heart, I suppose, this is probably going to be you know, a little bit more akin to that than my normally a little bit more professional radio sounding thing. But, you know, she did just exactly that and listened to it for over an hour because that's just who she was. Um, so instead of covering any single game in this episode, I was originally planning on doing Secret of Mana, but I thought to sort of keep the memories alive that I have of her, um, if you saw the Super Bowl commercial of the Google thing, that, you know, was kind of soul-crushingly sad at times where it was an old man trying to remember or, you know, putting, like, memories into the little document or whatever of him and his wife after she passed. Um, I was sort of doing the same thing. Hopefully my hopefully I'm not getting Alzheimer's at, you know, 37 years old, but, hey, you know, who knows? My memory sucks anyway. Um, I'm going to make this sort of like an annual tradition of celebrating just how great she was. I'm going to play a bunch of different tracks, uh, giving some anecdotes about them, and just kind of keep moving on. 
no research, no real notes about who did them specifically. Just me sharing some memories of her and some of the music I have attached to those memories. Um, so I suppose I should explain the episode title in case you haven't heard it. My grandma worked at a retail store. Uh, one day they kept paging her over the intercom. Florence come to, Florence go to, Florence come help with the registers. Eventually she had had enough that day. The next time they paged her, she ignored it. Um, someone ended up going to look for her and told her, Hey Florence, they're paging you. She responded, My name's not Florence, it's Zelda. What does that have to do with this? Well, years later, when someone she worked with at a different retail store was selling off a ton of their NES games, she saw a shiny gold cart sitting there, uh, picked it out because of that, and she saw the name Zelda on it and just bought it because of that. That one little thought ended up leading to a lifelong love affair video game series for me and ended up leading me to doing this. So, um, yeah, you can blame her for that. <laughs> so, um... With that explanation out of the way, let's go ahead and let's listen to our first track. Uh, not from a Zelda game. Um, I know, terrible segue, but, uh, you know, professional podcaster here of nothing else, right? So this next one is, or this first one is Init. Init? I don't know. It's I-N-I-T. That's the only way I could find it described from Ariobiz for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> of an oddball rental that my grandma uh, tried to talk me out of, actually. Uh, realistically, what the hell kind of kid would want to spend their weekend playing a Super Nintendo game that's about running an airline? Um, well, she was wrong for a change. I actually really loved this stupid game. So much so, years later, we were at some like flea market type thing at the convention center downtown. I know, real classy Albuquerque, right? Uh, she she ended up buying me my own Super Nintendo as a little surprise for me, and this was the game she bought along with it. Uh, she remembered I liked it, after all, and surprised me with it. Uh, sure, the sequel was already long out, not Ariobiz Supersonic, uh, but I wasn't going to complain about having my own Super Nintendo to keep at home. So it was kind of cool that I got a copy of a game that I really liked, and even though the, again, more advanced sequel was out at that point, and, you know, just the fact that she kept this game in her head at some point, and saw it in that bin of games when she bought this stupid thing for me, and was like, oh yeah, let me get that for him. That, that was, that was, that was Graham in a nutshell, um. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track. And that is going to be stage one from Battle Unit Zeoth for the Game Boy. Thank you. 
I don't really remember the circumstances around me getting this one too much. I know it was on a trip to Walmart once. I just have a lot of memories of playing this in the backseat of her car. Never could put down a damn video game, could I? <laughs> um, the song is just so ingrained with me sitting in the backseat of her car that I always get kind of taken back there whenever I hear it, no matter how many years have passed. Um, that's something I don't know if a lot of people have nostalgia for, but just that, like... As a kid, just the safety you feel in, you know, your parents or grandparents in my case, uh, the backseat of their car with not a care in the world, they're driving and everything feels like it's okay. Like, there's not a care in the world that you have. And I, this is kind of what kept my attention at the time was just playing my Game Boy. Um, yeah, then, like I said, this is one of those games that I tried to beat for a long, long time and I don't think I ever managed it, but this song is very ingrained in my memory of trying to beat this thing like on the way up to her house from her work which is where my mom and dad would normally drop me off and then I would you know she would take me home from work with her so it, it was a sizable drive it was like geez probably like 30 minutes I think yeah it was about 30 minutes from there so I had a, had a good 30 minutes of sitting in the back seat playing Game Boy and kind of talking to her or whatever well and whatever but yeah. Anyway, um, next up is another thing that I probably drove her nuts about, and it is going to be the Ninja Turtles arcade game, and that is the first stage theme from that one. Just gotta love that track. <laughs> anyway, um, if you you know follow me on Twitter, odds are you know that I recently got the one up arcade version of this and the Turtles in Time uh, little arcade cabinet, the four player one, 
And yeah, if you're not following me on Twitter, what are you doing? It's at Jason Ariel. Just follow me over there because if you're listening to this, um, I don't understand why you wouldn't follow me because I don't tweet that that much. And um, yeah, I occasionally tweet out stuff about video game soundtracks, but it's mostly about video games. So um, anyway, I can't tell you how many places we would find this arcade machine. And I always got at least one quarter out of her to play this thing. The Walmart we went to nearly every weekend, um, the occasional trip to the arcade across town at the mall, or the long-gone indoor Mercado, for any of you Albuquerque residents who are around my age, you might remember this thing. Um, They had an arcade and sold a bunch of stuff ranging from games to sports memorabilia to arts and crafts stuff. She got to look at her stuff, and it kept us entertained in the process, so... I just remember every time we'd walk by this arcade machine in any, like, storefront or wherever the hell we found it, I always managed to squeeze a quarter out of her to play it. So, that's something I don't know that a lot of people are going to have memories of anymore. Um, There used to be, like, every, you know, gas station, grocery store, retail store, whatever, there was an arcade machine sitting there. It was sort of after Street Fighter 2 sort of got the arcade boom kind of up and going again. The Turtles Arcade Machine seemed like it was everywhere. It was a very, very safe bet that kids would plunk down a quarter at least for this thing, so I'd imagine it probably made its money back fairly quickly. But, yeah. I I just adore that game, and I adore the soundtrack, and that this track is just very much ingrained in my head. Yeah, so... Um, anyway, um, the next thing we're going to listen to, speaking of ingrained, is the same track, but it's going to be the NES version of that one. You know, I do wonder if Graham saw this as a way of saving herself some money more than anything. Um, I'm referring to buying the home version of this. My brother and I would have killed someone for this game, but like always, Graham came through for us and bought it. Um, I think she thought if she bought it for us, we'd stop asking to play the arcade game every time we walked by the damn thing. 
Um, a little did she know that sure as hell wasn't going to work. I remember her complaining a few times that we'd walk by the thing and be like, Graham, can we have a quarter? Graham, can we have a quarter? And, uh, you know, she's like, I bought you the damn game and you have it at home. Why do you want to play this one? But it's like, it's so much cooler. It's better graphics and, you know, and yeah, she, she caved because that's just the way she was. <laughs> she, it, it really didn't take much. Uh, a, a light breeze would have blown her over for all the resistance she put up to giving us uh, money to play the stupid thing. So, um, yeah, I still have a hard time passing by that machine without wanting to dump at least one quarter into it anytime I see it. It's, yeah, it's not like we didn't play the hell out of this thing for a while, though. She had the TV with the NES hooked up to it in her room, or her bedroom. She would let us play it uh, when she went to bed, as long as we kept the TV and ourselves quiet. Uh, my brother and I would play that way past our bedtime. I remember being, you know, in single digits, probably, and, um... Probably up till one or two in the morning <laughs> playing this stupid thing. Little, little, little did she know that. And she probably would kill me if she had found out <laughs> that we were doing that. But anyway, um, uh, we would be sometimes snickering as Graham would snore as we hammered away at the foot client because <laughs> she was a snorer. And uh, in my now nearing middle age, I've turned into a snorer too. So uh, sorry for making fun of you with that, Graham. Anyway, um, when we finally managed to beat it, it was in the middle of the day, and we didn't have to worry about jumping around and celebrating like a bunch of fools waking her up. So, yeah, I I think we called her over to see. I can't imagine she really gave a shit. <laughs> but, of course, she got up and would come and check it out, because that's what her grandkids were happy about, and she wanted to celebrate in that stupid happiness for whatever reason. But, yeah, so... Um, like most kids of that era, we also got the original NES TMNT game as well. So from that game, here's the kick-ass title screen theme from that. Boy, oh boy, I wonder how many kids of my generation got this home expecting the arcade game and instead got this bizarre, bizarre game. But the title screen music, it never actually uses the theme song of the Ninja Turtles, but there are little hints of it in there, which is much like the game itself. It doesn't really quite feel like a Ninja Turtles game, but there's definitely something there that was kind of similar to it. I do wonder... If this game was kind of a victim of Konami, not having enough source material to build a game on, maybe this was originally something else entirely and kind of got repurposed for it. I I don't know. I don't have a damn clue, and I don't think we should linger 
on that fact uh, for too long because that's about what we're here for. But anyway, um, next up is going to be the first overworld theme from the same game. So you hear this as you wander around and you find yourself in sewers, fighting all kinds of nutty-looking things that have literally no connection at all with the Ninja Turtles. Okay, there's some things in there that have some connection, but for the most part, they don't look like anything from the Ninja Turtles at all. I really don't know what to make of it. Uh, the song is catchy, if a little short, but I don't have much else to say about it. It's kind of one of those games that I know Graham got for us, and it was our fault for not looking into it more. I know we hit our disappointment with it and played the shit out of it anyway. Um, but this next track kind of still gives me anxiety when I hear it. I'm sure anyone who's played this game and played it as a youth probably has the same anxiety every time this fucking track pops up. It is the Underwater Bombs theme. Yep, you know that one. The electrified seaweed and just that countdown of a clock as the bombs are going to go off and blow up the dam. Yeah. I even think about it, I'm starting to get the, yeah, kind of going all Hammer Bros mode here. Anyway... I cannot tell you how many times my brother and I tried to get through this damn, like, oh, this section, god, I just, I, I get all weird and tense and 
even thinking about it. Anyway, uh, we eventually got good enough that we could get through it largely unscathed. Um, as I mentioned before, I'd still go into Hammer Bros mode every time this track plays, but I kind of got hyper-focused playing this, and sometimes Graham would come in and talk to us or ask us about something, and I would get mad at her for kind of breaking my concentration. Uh, things I felt warranted that much attention when I was a youth. Just so, so dumb. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go ahead and let's get away from the Ninja Turtles for now and go on to our next track, the airship theme from Super Mario Bros. 3. Another thing that kind of puts me into Hammer Bros. mode. Yeah, as I mentioned, this track kind of makes me go into Hammer Bros mode, too. It's really tense, even talking about it. I'm kind of sitting here, like, wringing my hands a little bit doing it. I... I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, I remember the Christmas I got this one. It was... And I don't know. It might have been one of my favorite Christmas presents in my life. I was so hyped up for this game, and having to wait that long for it nearly killed me. Uh, getting onto the airship to fight one of the Koopa Kids for the first time was intense as hell. And this track really builds off that incredibly well. I remember beating the first one and being so proud of myself, only to find out how much more of this game I had to go. And let me tell you, that Nintendo Power Strategy Guide really came in handy for this thing. Even now, I just kind of played the first world of Super Mario Bros. 3, I'd say like two days ago as of this recording, and my wife kind of thought it was funny just watching how quickly I plowed through that, because man, I had that first thing down. Um, except I managed to hit a Hammer Bros, and boy, let me tell you, it went right, right back to that just time in my life where I was like, oh shit, oh shit, and just started going to panic mode. So why don't we go ahead and actually let's listen to the Hammer Brothers theme from Super Mario Brothers 3. Since we've been talking about it, let's listen to it. Damn Hammer Brothers, uh, not only were they were just tough and involved a lot of pattern memorization for an eight-year-old, 
they were kind of scary looking in the first game. Now, in Super Mario Bros. 3, there are roving enemies on the overworld determined to be a roadblock on your progress. Not only that, but now they use more than just hammers. They shoot fire, throw boomerangs, or there's really big ones who can shake the ground, stunning Mario for just a second. Yeah, never had that come bite me in the ass. No siree, Bob. No matter how freaked out I was about the ones in the first game, the version of Super Mario Bros. 3 will always be the ones that I have the strongest memories attached to sitting on the floor in my grandma's bedroom and just kind of praying they didn't get in my way and I'd have to fight them, killing my progress, because, um, you know, that was one of those games that you died, you that was game over. That was it. You could have a game over. Uh, you could not save that game, and... You could literally lose, you know, an hour, two hours of your life if you're unaware of the warp whistles and just being completely screwed. So, yeah. Anyway, um, how about this? Let's go ahead and let's stop talking about Hammer Bros mode. And let's move on to something that, you know, sort of alluded to at the beginning of this episode. And let's talk about some Zelda music. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about some stuff from Twilight Princess. Um, this piece we're going to be playing here is the Legend of Zelda orchestra piece number two i think that's what it's called in the midi soundtrack uh track list i got and i'll tell you that story here in a bit so anyway uh here's this <laughs> So I remember seeing this nice box with a miniature replica of the Master Sword and Hylian Shield. I I knew I had to have it. Uh, it took a ton of calling around. Keep in mind, this was late 2006 when I was trying to find it. So you still had to call places to ask if this was like going to be in stock. So anyway, I finally found one at Target on the other end of town. And my grandma worked at Target. So I walked next door from the GameStop I was working at. And because she worked at the Target next door to the GameStop I was working at. And asked her if she would come with me to go get it. Graham being Graham, she said, of course, and waited around for two and a half hours for me to get off work so we could drive across town to get this thing. And I could save a whopping 10%. I think this thing was like 50 bucks. So I saved like $5 maybe. Would it likely have been a better use of her time to just give me the difference so she could go home from work? Sure. But instead, she saw it as an opportunity to help her grandson out. Again, I had recently moved into my first house, so every dollar counted for me at that point. Um, but I, I had to have this thing. Had to. I think this was the last time I was really ever truly, like, out of my mind excited about a game. And plus it was Zelda, so Graham would do anything for me that involved The Legend of Zelda, because that was just sort of our, our game together. She, yeah... Um, she never, she never played it. Well, let me rephrase that. She tried to play a couple of them and kind of gave up after the Super Nintendo, uh, because it was just too many buttons. But yeah, anyway, uh, next up 
from that same little mini soundtrack is the Hyrule Field main theme. Graham was always funny about her target discount. She would bend the rules as far as she could without breaking them. Technically, only family living with you or your spouse were supposed to use your discount. So she would always pay for it herself, and then I'd have to pay her for it. It was a weird roundabout way of working around it. Um, But yeah, anyway, after driving across town and having her buy this stupid thing for me, then handing her the money for it in the car, I cracked open the CD likely taking out the Baton Kaido soundtrack disc I had in there. Yes, that means I subjected my poor grandma to the bombast of Matoi Sakuraba, and I popped this in. Sure, Orchestra Piece 2 is great, but I heard this Hyrule Field theme and nearly lost my mind as to just how intense it was. It just, God, thing just, yeah. Anyway, I probably would have just left this track um, looped on repeat one the whole drive back, but she wanted to listen to the rest of the soundtrack. Uh, thank God I didn't have this on an iPod at the time because the iTunes um, play like count would have probably been in the hundreds if no, we'll, we'll just say the hundreds because I think I left this, um, you know, after this story, um, she was out of the car. I think I left this song on repeat one of my CD player for uh, two, three weeks. So every time I was driving, this would be all I would listen to. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's going to lead to the final track I'll be doing for this episode. And it was her favorite one on this little mini soundtrack and it's Ilya's theme. <laughs>
Ilya's name is pretty, it's seppy, and it's sweet, and she loved it. I was super pumped and wanted to hear the first two tracks again and again, but I'm glad I let the disc play out, uh, you know, much to her insistence, uh, so I could get this song attached to her in my mind. The whole ordeal of saving a few bucks um, cost her an inordinate amount of time, but that was her in a nutshell. Always gave of herself to help out people she cared about. Never mind the two and a half hours she spent waiting for me after she had worked, and then she had me drive her a good 30 minutes across town to this other target, drive her 30 minutes back, and drove a little over 30 minutes home to save me maybe $5? <laughs> Again, it was never about the money for her. It was always about helping her grandson. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and skip the plugs for this episode. Uh, they feel kind of gross to do, and... Not in general, just for this episode, they feel kind of gross to do. Um, everything is in the show notes anyway, so just give them a look if you're interested in the track listing and all that jazz that includes Patreon and Twitter, yada, yada, yada. So, um, anyway, playing us out this episode is a track from Wind Waker, and that is called, <clears throat> hold on, Grandma, or something to that effect that may have been a little too sing-songy. I don't know, it's basically like, screaming grandma but since i don't really have a mixer i can't really scream into my microphone but you get the gist uh if you look it up on youtube it's just called grandma's theme so yeah uh, this is grandma from wind waker and just god <laughs> i was trying to get through this episode without crying but maybe here we go so let's just wrap this up with me saying gram i miss you i'll never forget you you crazy old lady i love you